Welcome to this podcast from the Rheumatology and Arthritis Learning Network. I'm your moderator, Rebecca Mashaw, and today I'm here with Dr. Vikas Majithia, Chair of the Division of Rheumatology and a Senior Associate Consultant at the Mayo Clinic in Jacksonville, Florida. Dr. Majithia will discuss some of the difficulties in diagnosing psoriatic arthritis. We appreciate your joining us today, Dr. Majithia. About 7.5 million people in the United States have psoriasis, and while the estimates range widely, it's thought that up to 30% of these patients could actually have undiagnosed psoriatic arthritis. In your clinical experience and in your research, what have you identified as the primary reasons psoriatic arthritis often goes undiagnosed? It has to do with the kind of our nature of the disease itself. There is a heterogeneity in the way psoriatic arthritis presents, and that brings us to the most difficult conundrum we have when we are trying to diagnose these patients. Furthermore, there are difficult presentations which also do not fit the common five major groups of presentations. And, of course, there is a clear lack of diagnostic biomarker or finding on diagnostic evaluation we can direct us and confirm uh, with significant confidence that this patient has psoriatic arthritis. And that leaves us with a lot of uh, confusion and underdiagnosis in these patients. Some clinical features are clear indications that a patient may have psoriatic arthritis, such as the presence of scalp and nail psoriasis, dactylitis, and enthesitis. Are there other less well-known clinical signs that a rheumatologist should look for in a patient who may have psoriatic arthritis? One of the biggest uh, reasons why these patients are not diagnosed is that most of the time these patients are being seen by primary care providers and dermatologists, and they don't necessarily understand the meaning of an inflammatory arthritis, dactylitis, and anthesitis, which are kind of the hallmark of uh, psoriatic arthritis. So these patients, if they complain of arthritis or arthralgias, they are usually labeled as non-inflammatory processes because these findings are subtle. Uh, They are hard to actually confirm, even after a significant amount of training. And there is not enough education about them in uh, providers who are the initial point of entry to healthcare for uh, these patients. And furthermore, what is what complicates the picture is that uh, these patients also do not have adequate access of to a rheumatologist who are much better versed in uh, trying to diagnose these patients. Uh, and that has to do with the workforce shortage and lack of access to rheumatology in general. Now I'll jump back to the clinical features Uh, The fact that presence of scalp psoriasis, nails and nail psoriasis in dermatology clinics should automatically be uh, a trigger for looking at psoriatic arthritis uh, as a possibility in these patients is not actually well understood and known to majority of dermatologists. And uh, unless the patient themselves complain of 
some joint symptoms, these are not very well asked. Beyond the clinical features of dactylitis, it is hard to actually feel and touch and confirm that presence unless you have been trained to do that, and that is not easily done. Other clinical features other than the ones you described are also a patient who has psoriasis and has inflammatory back pain and the involvement of distal interphalangeal joints in a minority of these patients, but once they have it, the chances are it could be psoriatic arthritis. Higher extent of skin involvement also helps suggest that these patients are at a higher risk of developing psoriatic arthritis. When they reach the rheumatologist, I think that the findings can be confirmed are quite clear uh, and should uh, you know, portend to making an actual diagnosis of uh, psoriatic arthritis. There is one more set of clinical features which is extra-articular and extra-dermatological findings such as eye involvement in these patients who might have um, an inflammatory eye disease, uh, uveitis, for example, which can also direct towards consideration of an underlying psoriatic arthritis in these patients. One of the rheumatologists who helped to develop the CASPAR criteria said they were designed for case definition for inclusion in clinical trials and not for diagnosis in everyday practice. But are these criteria helpful for the rheumatologist who is trying to make a precise diagnosis of psoriatic arthritis? Do you ever apply these criteria in your own practice? These uh, criteria are classification criteria, which are specifically to find a homogenous population so that we can study this disease and, and its treatment. So I think these criteria are clearly a huge step forward in classifying the disease. In rheumatology, as with any other disease state, we are really dependent upon a physician's decision or a, or a gestalt to make that diagnosis. But these criteria help us find what actually is the most common epidemiology of these uh, patients, and they direct us towards possibility of a diagnosis if the patient has an inflammatory arthritis and does not seem to have a classic rheumatoid arthritis or other common inflammatory arthritis presentation. I would say that I look at them when I'm seeing those patients, but I do not use them for diagnosis. What we really need is a diagnostic algorithm which can help us diagnose these patients a whole lot better than just a set of criteria that we have. What would such an algorithm need to include? That's a really good question. A diagnostic algorithm to be successful should have uh, an entry criteria, which should be, you know, what is the most common symptom or, or presenting, you know, information in a patient. And once they have that, there would be a set of second and third more specifying questions leading to increased specificity. The first entry criteria can make, uh, provide us with a higher sensitivity. And then having secondary information with laboratory uh, testing as well as imaging studies can further help us. As of right now, we do not have a specific biomarker, but we do know that uh, majority of these patients tend to have systemic disease and they 
tend to have uh, elevated inflammatory markers like sedimentation rate or uh, C-reactive protein. And because of presence of those, the suspicion can go higher. And then, of course, if they have findings on imaging, in particular, I think MRI is a very sensitive imaging test. And MRI can detect subtle enthesitis subtle dactylitis and other findings that psoriatic arthritis patients present with and can be used in that particular algorithm. Uh, radiographs, plain radiographs can also be used, but those tend to show more advanced disease, uh, both with erosions and formation of new bones, but, uh, but they are clearly widely available. So both of those can be part of that algorithm to be able to utilize and formulate a diagnostic algorithm like this requires a lot of effort and then also validity uh, to actually apply it in population. You mentioned that, of course, there is no specific biomarker for psoriatic arthritis, but that you do use some tests like for C-reactive protein and sedimentation rate. Are there any other types of laboratory tests that can be helpful to a rheumatologist trying to get to a specific psoriatic arthritis diagnosis? Even with uh, a strong suggestion that a negative uh, serology for rheumatoid factor and uh, anti-CCP antibody or other ACPAS is strongly associated with psoriatic arthritis, even they may be seen in about 10% or so of the patients. Other findings are... ANAs and other antibodies, but none of them are consistently shown to help us in diagnosis of psoriatic arthritis. What other suggestions might you have for your fellow rheumatologists in regard to diagnosing psoriatic arthritis? My take would be that it is important to have a high suspicion of presence of psoriatic arthritis when we have inflammatory arthritis patients who do not fit other diseases. And my other big push would be to actively collaborate with dermatologists in both educating them uh, to try to get these patients into a rheumatologist if there is a presence of some of these clinical indications such as scalp and nail psoriasis uh, or nail findings of the psoriasis. And if they have inflammatory joint symptoms. I think that can go a long way in uh, improving the access to these patients and getting them diagnosed earlier. Well, we thank you for your time today and for helping to clarify some of the issues that rheumatologists face in diagnosing psoriatic arthritis in their patients. Thank you so much. Thanks.